With the NowJobs app, you're only three clicks away from a new student worker. Let us introduce you to the NowJobs app. That's extra help in just a few clicks. No fuss, no administration. Download it now. Available in Belgium, the Netherlands, France, and soon in Germany. NowJobs. Get the job done. Ka-ching! Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. More than 75,000 pounds of imported baby formula from Europe landed in the U.S. this week. It's about time our allies return the favor for World War II. What's up, kids? You're listening to the Chad and Cheese Podcast Does Europe. I'm your co-host, Joel Operation Fly Formula Cheeseman. This is Chad. You'd better work. So wash. And I'm leaving, not going to unleash ever again. Funny when I was in. <laughs> and on this episode, Job and Talent prepares for its U.S. invasion Buy or sell with work and woes, or is that whose, and more e-recruitment Congress goodness. Let's do this. Europe has a bunch of countries in it. European. Talent. Intelligence. What does it mean? Imagine a world where it's easier for you to find and know your target group. Where it's easier to recruit and attract the talent you need from a European talent pool. Every year... Thousands of corporate recruiters, HR departments and intermediaries rely on Intelligence Group to make that dream a reality. Intelligence Group is the European market leader in recruitment talent intelligence. With innovative dashboards and tailor-made research in 28 European countries. It is our job to empower you as a state-of-the-art, data-driven recruitment business partner. Recruiting with data is great. Recruiting with Intelligence Group is better. Learn more about our services at intelligence-group.nl Intelligence Group, market leader in European talent intelligence. Okay, we can't let this slide. Why no. are you not going to unleash? We, we, no. You teased us and you told us we're, you, you were coming to unleash and now we're going we're gonna to be leaving free. Uh, but basically, just because I'm cheap, I applied for a free tickets. They offer free tickets to uh, interesting people, and then they decided I was not interesting <laughs> enough, and I didn't apply for a free ticket. So I thought, "Fuck unleash," and I'm not going. Oh God! Okay, well, we're gonna have to smooth this out with Mark and the kids yeah. over at Unleash because they definitely, you're definitely interesting, and they might have, you know, got that confused with Belgium. I don't know. Yeah, he's got he's got to be in attendance at Paris. We can't oh, have God, yeah. a Paris without without leaving. That's just not not gonna happen. <laughs> credit plus a credit and a steak is what we're gonna get leaving <laughs> in Paris. Uh, an American steak. Okay, I heard a lot about those after you're bitching about the Belgian steaks and Austin. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Levin comes in the green room and says, I had a really good steak in what city? Brussels? I don't know what I said, but I had a really good steak. I didn't mention where it was. It was in Belgium, but I did mention it was better than the, ones, the one you had in Austin. 
And then he says it was petite. And I said, oh, it was like a six ounce. And he's like, no, smaller. And I said, what do they serve up? Steak nuggets on a plate in, in Europe? Like, how is this a good steak if it's smaller than six ounces? It's about quality, Joel, quality. It's exactly right. Not in America, <laughs> baby. It's about grill marks and size. Grill marks okay. and obesity. That's what it's all about. All right. All right. It's, it's, it's established. We're getting leaving at Unleash in Paris and we're having yes. a good steak. Okay. Prom- promised? Promise. 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 Okay. Yeah. Unless you want to come to Wreckfest in July and see if the, the Brits have good steak. I can do both. Okay. There you, you go. You can do both. That's what that's what you I'm talking about. Okay. Shout outs. I love how we wrapped our travel schedule in there. Anyway, <laughs> I love it. chadcheese.com for, for more information. Yeah, we got some shout outs here, everybody. Uh, I'll go first. Shout out to tourism and healthcare. Oh, well, guys, a baby formula shortage. What? I said my favorite. Oh, your fa- shout outs are your favorite or tourists and healthcare. Anyway, <laughs> tourists and healthcare. Shout out to tourism and healthcare. Chad's favorite. Uh, well, guys, a baby formula shortage. Sweden and Finland joining NATO and monkeypox may be throwing the world for a loop and a recession may be right around the corner. But tourism and healthcare are bright spots for Europe. The World Travel and Tourism Council's latest economic impact report suggests Europe will create nearly 8 million new travel jobs in the next decade. The sector is expected to grow at twice the rate of the overall economy. It also reveals Europe's tourism GDP is forecast to grow by 31.4% to 1.73 trillion euros, and only half of that is from the so-washes. Want more? (laughs) You know you do. The Western Europe medical recruitment market is now estimated to be valued at $21.2 U.S. billion by the end of 2028. Turns out old people, disease, and a growing population are good for European business. Shout out to tourism and healthcare. Nice. That's sweet. That's sweet. Yeah, yeah. So my my shout out goes to the EU for pay transparency, members of the EU. The European Parliament demand EU companies with at least 50 employees uh, be required to disclose information that make it easier for those working for the same employer to compare salaries and expose an existing gender pay gap in their organization. On last Friday's show, we actually talked about how the U.S. women's football team, that's soccer for you Americans, uh, was able to strike an equal wage deal with the men. That all started because pay transparency. So kudos to the EU in driving action while the U.S. is still fighting tooth and nail to stave off equity. That shout out was way better than mine. Leaving? <laughs> My shout out goes to Face Clan. And if you don't know Face Clan, you're old because Face Clan <laughs> is the. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with being He's old. In I didn't mood. Mood. Oh my God. He's in a mood today. Uh, this yeah. is because his cable guy hasn't showed up yet. <laughs> I've, I've been f- waiting for six hours for the cable guy to show up. I couldn't do any meeting at all because the cable guy was going to show up. And then the cable guy didn't show up. But, anyways, I was talking about. Oh, hey. Face Clan, yeah, Face Clan. They won the CSGO Major yesterday in Antwerp. And if you don't know what the CSGO Major yesterday in Antwerp is, then you're old also, <laughs> because it has been followed by 170 million people worldwide and 40,000 people were present. Holy shit. So it's the biggest CSGO Counter Strike tournament. Uh, there's yearly a uh, big event. It's called the Major. Yesterday, the finals were in Antwerp. 
I was there and I must say it really is amazing. I've been telling for quite some years now that eSports is getting big enough for us HR people to be present and to, yeah. uh, to, to use it as a recruitment platform. So uh, I was there to check it out and it's amazing. It's like um, a soccer finals, World Cup soccer on steroids with uh, a combination with Tomorrowland. And if you don't know Tomorrowland, you're old also. But uh, it's a big <laughs> music festival. And uh, well, never mind, it just was, wow, check the videos. It's great. Wow. So 40,000 were live and how many were streaming? 170 million. That's more Holy like the Super Bowl. Leave. Fuck! What's the Super Bowl? A hundred million? Hundred forty or something? Yeah, show hundred forty in the best in the best days. Something. Damn! Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's huge. It's huge, really, and it's it's something like a parallel world. And HR just don't know about it because, on average, we are like HR managers are like older than thirty five or in our forties or whatever, and it's it's something new. And young people are constantly active in this, but we are not, and this is something we should be active in. So I'm um, I'm a big. Uh, propagandist of the esports <laughs> to get uh so were there any because we talked about this at the e-congress were there any sponsors advertisers that sort of piqued your interest or got your attention that's worth mentioning the employment no and i still think it's a mischance that sounds like opportunity to me definitely definitely opportunities are knocking so are topics topics all right guys one of europe's is coming to america Yes, after much speculation, job and talent is not messing around. The Spanish-based company has appointed MIT grad Diego de Haro Ruiz as CEO of its U.S. operations. Prior to job and talent, Diego worked as a senior consultant for McKinsey in Madrid and as chief revenue officer at New York City-based Aon, a subsidiary, uh, their subsidiary, Cover Wallet, which is an online insurance provider for small businesses. Job and Talent entered the U.S. market earlier this year with the acquisition of InStaff for $32.3 million USD, but looks like that was just the beginning. Guys, what do we think of Job and Talent's U.S. aspirations? If you check out AIM, the AIM Group's article entitled Job and Talent Appoints Regional CEO in the, in the U.S., it made me step back for a minute because uh, <laughs> when you say regional CEO, you don't generally mean the United States, right? It was yeah. like a polite regional, backhand. Yeah. So it was one of those very polite European backhands. Hey, U.S., you're a region to us. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Ooh, so you're offended now. <laughs> totally offended. Sons of bitches. A little bit. Job and Talent put 200,000 people in jobs across uh, more than 2,000 companies during 2021. So what they're doing is obviously working, or at least it seems to be working. Uh, Diego has a great pedigree, Aon, MIT, McKinsey, yet nothing in this space, the staffing or recruitment space at all. So his last position was as a CRO for Aon, which Joel was just talking about. Obviously, he's smart. He's got a great pedigree. They're going to be focused on revenues in this area. Although a product like Job and Talent needs to have industry insiders to make the connections to get the big deals done. Uh, just because mm -hmm. this guy has a great pedigree doesn't mean he knows where to go or how to navigate this slow 
moving system. So the best thing that Diego can do is surround himself with people who know what the fuck they're doing in this industry. I also need to kind of harken back to a conversation we've always been having around job and talent is staffing versus tech. I understand the portfolios they have been buying through acquisition on the staffing side, uh, like their newest in Norway. They pretty much bought Norway is what I think Levin said. (laughs) The question is, will job and talent keep the high margins that staffing enjoys or kickstart job.com's narrative around faster access to better match talent with smaller margins by tech? I'm not sure where they go from here because all we're doing is trying to substitute tech for people in staffing or are we trying to drive uh, better margins efficiencies whenever you read into any of their narrative or their 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 discussions press releases you don't really get a good idea so leaving your thoughts on that well the guy studied at, at mit and i love mit i mean we just bought a company called tmi which is almost the same thing <laughs> Too That's much too much information. information. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, no, I, I think he's, he's, he's probably very intelligent, but he also sounds a bit boring, I guess. And about the regional CEO for the US, that's something I like. I mean, <laughs> the US actually is a region. I mean, you have only have one language. It's like English, so it's Colonies. a region. So you don't need many CEOs. We have like at House of HR, we have 45 CEOs. That's because there are so many languages, but the US, you only have one language, so one CEO should be plenty. <laughs> So no need to be offended. But uh, job and talent is something I've always been, it's it's something that's a bit strange. I didn't even really know them. I mean, they're Spanish and we are supposed to know them. They're pretty big apparently and they're going to the US. They claim to be very digital, which I don't really think they are. It's more of a a facade. They got plenty of money because today it's easy to get plenty of money, but Mm -hmm. um, they still need to execute it. I wonder how we're going to do it. But the US will probably be uh, the place to prove. Yeah, but it seems like it seems like they're going into more competitive waters with all of the staffing companies over here, yeah. as opposed to as opposed to when we first started talking about job and talent, we were talking about how they could prospectively be the operating system, the technology behind most of these staffing companies, kind of working white label and helping staffing companies create better margins. But they're not doing that. They're actually going, it looks like, head to head with other staffing companies from a competitive standpoint. To me, that doesn't make sense. What do, you, what do you think about that? Is yes, a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the question for me is, is this a just the tip strategy or are they all in on the U.S.? And we've talked a lot about job and talent in the past year. We know that they've raised upwards of $250 million. We know that they're a multi-unicorn. We know that they've talked about IPO. We know that they're making acquisitions. So they have to do this to appease their investors. And if they're going to go IPO, they need to talk about hitting America. So it's no surprise that this is happening. They're also doing it in in the midst of an impending recession. Uh, America never really goes very well for a lot of European companies. There are well-established competitors in this market. I think it's going to be a disaster for job and talent to come to the U.S. <laughs> at the time that they're coming over. It'll be fun to talk about, but to me, this is like going to be a big flush of money and euros down the toilet. Good luck with it, kids. But if we get to play Neil Diamond, coming to America. America. I'm all for it. <laughs> uh. All right, let's take a quick break and play a little buy or sell. Europe has a bunch of countries in it. Everyone deserves their best job. 
That's what Fiji stands for. We make a big difference for independent recruiters with the strength of our fast-growing recruiter network. At Fiji, you can be your best self and work for the company you'd like whenever and wherever. We support you with the best digital and online recruitment marketing. We offer professional business development support, recruitment specialist training, and a bit of rebellious network meetings. Let's join strengths and help more professionals find the job they love. Celebrate recruitment and join Fiji at FYGI.nl. Oh, buy or sell. You know it. You yeah. love it. Let's play it. Yes. We're doing an abbreviated version. We're doing two companies because we have some uh, interviews with eRecruitment Congress that we want to play. So let's get to it. We're first going to talk about work. That's spelled W-E-R-K because it's Europe and it's cool. Estonia-based <laughs> work, a hiring and relocation platform for skilled migrant construction workers, announced uh, last week that it has raised 1.23 million euros in a pre-seed round of funding. The platform enables companies to hire skilled and vetted migrant construction workers, handling everything from recruitment and verification to relocation. Work says it has reached over 2,000 verified and vetted construction workers and has customers within Estonia, Finland, Sweden, and Denmark. All right, Levin, are you a buy or sell on work? That's a good question. And for those who wants to know, work, you spell it like twerk, but without the T, so that's a good start. <laughs> and in Dutch, it also means work. We spell it the same way, work. It's called work. So they got the basics right. So they've got a good name, work. It's pretty straightforward work. So that's a good start. I'm really, really into names. Okay, so then um, Estonia, Estonia is probably the most digital-minded country in the whole of Europe. Mm -hmm. And that's not a joke. I mean, I've been there once uh, to visit um, one of their uh, government agencies trying to promote people to found a company in uh, Estonia. Mm -hmm. And they just they explained to me, we didn't really have, after the USSR collapsed, we didn't really have the money to launch something um, old school. So we made everything digital because we just couldn't afford it not to be digital. So they had a big head start and now they're doing great. So launching a company, digital platform in hiring and relocation in Estonia is a success, I'm sure. If they execute it right, it will be a big win. They are only starting. I mean, they just got, how was it? How much was it? 1.2 million euros, something like that. 1.23 million euros in pre-seed pre funding. Pre-seed, I was like, like pre-seed. It's like something is coming, but it's only the pre-phase, but the rest <laughs> is coming. It's so optimistic. The pre-seat, yeah. Okay, but I strongly believe in foreign recruitment. I strongly believe in the recruitment of skilled workers and in digital platforms because shortage is structural. And as long as the salaries in Western countries will stay higher, skilled workers workers from other regions will be eager to join. So for a longer period, shorter period, whatever, but they will come. So I think we need those workers. And if they can provide them, it will be a hit. But it's just a startup and they have to prove it. Definitely Sounds a buy to me. Sounds like a buy to me, Chad. Where are yeah. you? So, Levin, I've heard Talon is gorgeous. Have you ever been there? Yeah. Yeah, I love it. You love it? Yeah, that's that's on my short list. That's on my short list. Got to check it out. But yeah, Estonia is a tech hub. And right now, it seems like they have about 2,000 workers in their database from Estonia, Finland, Sweden, and Denmark. Doesn't seem like a lot, but it seems like a, a good seed, pre-seed of, uh, mm -hmm. of talent. The question is, will construction workers trust an app? 
and will work have enough cash to reach them. There are pockets of construction workers all over the EU, but trying to market to 20 plus countries could be pretty costly. So the big question is, will they be able to hit those pockets? And, you know, I'm not even sure, are are there like unions that they could work with to be able to get more workers into their database? Do you know, Levin? The only thing I know is that the Baltics aren't really into unions. (laughs) They don't really like them. So I'm going to go with no. (laughs) Probably no. So that makes it harder for them to actually reach out and get these individuals into, especially if you don't have like a a specific one organization uh, to to work with. So that makes it a lot harder. They're, They're also working working uh, on developing a testing Mm -hmm. relocation functionality, automating the visa and residence permit process, opening up bank accounts, flights, accommodations. So it looks like they're trying to be like this full service platform, which I think is 100% necessary, especially for individuals in these types of jobs. So for me, it is incredibly early, obviously pre-stage or pre-seed stage early, but I'm a big fan. I'm buying this. Chad, what do you think about their uh, testing social feature uh, that allows workers to talk to one another, receive advice, ask questions and all that good shit? I mean, that sounds like an additional asset uh, that you sort of danced around. Um, But in terms of unions and and getting these people on the same page, I think that's going to be really interesting to watch. Yeah. This uh, Facebook for construction workers, I guess, will be interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it gets to that, I, I almost think there there will be communities, which I think is incredibly smart. And if they could build those communities, I, I almost see this as like a mini job case uh, where they have yes, the yes. communities that are all set up, and they can they can connect yeah. with each other, and they can get those tips. And I think if they can if they can model off of something like job case, then then they might have a winner. But still. They have to hit those individuals, and if there's if there aren't any big unions or big established organizations where mm-hmm. you can hit many of them, it's going to be a lot of marketing money. Could be the case, but I think uh, staying away from the unions in this case is probably a good idea. I think in if there are some countries in Europe where this might succeed, it will be in those countries. The penetration of broadband has been extremely high in those regions forever. So those people are, if everywhere, if anywhere, it will be there. If the, the labor workers are going to use internet, it will be there. If they're going to use apps, it will be there. So it could be a nice start. Young people, at, at wherever they are, I mean, they've grown up with these kind of apps. So if they're in the construction or into anything else, they know it. I don't think that will be a problem. Getting to know it, that's something else. But if you offer a better, bigger salary, people will talk about it and it will work. Sounds like the young people are at the e-gaming events in Europe. Do you know the in the Baltic states, there it's uh, even bigger than in Western Europe. Uh, I mean, uh, Ukraine, uh, the Baltics, even Russia. I mean, esports is uh, bigger than in the West. There you go. So yes, for them, it should be definitely a good idea. All right, we got two buys. Let's see what I got to say about this stuff. All right, guys, newsflash, Europe's old. Uh, Shit needs to be repaired. (laughs) Shit needs to be fixed. Shit needs to be built. And they need immigrants uh, to do it just like America does. So construction is a good place to be. Uh, A recession and a war isn't great for the short term of this business, but long term, Europe is going to need a lot of skilled immigrants and uh, Ukraine is going to have to be rebuilt. The seed round should get work uh, to the promised land uh, in time for a Boats and hose. I also am a buy on twerk. I mean work. Let's get uh, startup number two. 
Should we call it whose or woes? <laughs> uh, I like woes. You like woes? All right. It's spelled W-H-O-Z. I kind of like whose better. But anyway. Okay. Um, Ohs? Say goodbye to those microphones. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Twerk and hoes. <laughs> Twerk and hoes. <laughs> Oh, why does our show always go into the gutter? I don't get it. All right. Hose, who's, was, whatever you want to call it. Say goodbye to those Microsoft Excel headaches. Woes, who's, or hose, a Paris-based staffing talent and project portfolio management solutions provider, has raised 25 million euros in funding led by PSG Equity. The funding will facilitate the startup's present in the French market while expanding into new regions like the U.S., Germany, the U.K., and India. Founded in 2016, the SaaS platform promises to address the entire staffing process, including skills mapping, team building, management planning, and identification skills, gap trends in order to adjust recruitment and training plans. So who's buying or selling? Who's hose or woes? I read their press release because I didn't really know them. They raised 25 million, so they should be doing something right. But um, in their press release, there was one sentence which was in bold and underlined. So I scanned the text and I thought, okay, this must be important. So I'm going to read the sentence. In today's environment of a scarcity of talent, staffing is a driver of competitive advantage for companies. And I read it five times and I still couldn't get why they put it in bold and underlined it. <laughs> so I gave up. I don't think I've read the whole thing and I couldn't find anything exactly, exactly new. They claim to be very digitalizing Europe and they've been in the business since 2016, which they claim is very long. But I, uh, I mean, we are longer in the business and we're not old. I just couldn't get it. I mean, they talk a lot mm -hmm. and they tell a lot, but they didn't tell me anything new. And I still don't exactly get what they're doing, but maybe you got it. It was written in English or maybe I got lost in translation. <laughs> if it's my money, I won't buy it. Maybe with someone else's, I could give it a try, but no, I won't. All right. That's a sell from leaving. Chad, what you got? Well, first off, I think it's incredibly smart to target staffing companies. As we've said many times on this podcast, recruiting is a business for staffing and RPO, where recruiting is a job for talent acquisition. The difference is understanding the bottom line, margins, EBITDA, those types of things. Mm -hmm. Most staffing companies need a future forward operating system. Not not all of them are like yours, Levin, uh, because they don't <laughs> have it today. Most of the staffing companies that I've, I've actually spoken with between the US and EU are happy with the big margins that they currently have, but that's by keeping things pretty much the same as it ever was. Uh, they are using tech for things like outreach, posting, programmatic, those types of things, but they're not doing the automation pieces. They're not really focusing on management and efficiencies internally. So I think this could be a very progressive way for them to go after many staffing organizations to help them future-proof and, and recession-proof themselves. If they can get it done, they can pretty much be, as I'd said before with job and talent, they could prospectively be that back-end operating system that most staffing organizations focus on instead of having to go through layoffs all the times they hit a recession. So it's a buy for me. Ooh. One buy, one sell. 
All right. So you I, believe you believe staffing is a driver of competitive advantage for companies? Always. Okay. Why not? Why not? So I'm 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 uh, I think I'm with Levin on this one. Um, and part of it is there's a, there's there's a clear messaging challenge uh, for this company in terms of of what they're doing. Uh, from from my perspective, what I read and and saw on the website is like there's too much competition. What they're doing, there's too much money going into companies. And and I looked at them more as a competitor to like remote oyster and deal than I did a staffing company. And they talk a lot about sourcing and skills mapping and all that good stuff uh, from their website. So they clearly have a, a messaging quandary in terms of what the hell they do. I think they should forget about the US. Uh, they have no chance in cracking our market anytime soon. India is kind of a a real uh, mystery in terms of what the hell you need to do to, to conquer India. So if you want to go into the U S and India, good luck with good luck with that one. Uh, to me, this is a knife and a gunfight. So for me, me and Levin are going to be big cells on yep. who's hoes and woes. Figure out the <laughs> name first and, and we'll, woes. Then we'll figure out <laughs> if we're buy or sell on that one. Well, guys, that <laughs> wraps up another fun-filled adventure with, with buy or sell. For the listeners, we're going to cut really quickly to an interview that we did at the e-recruitment Congress with candidate IDs recently acquired by ISIM. So I guess he's technically an ISIM's employee now, Stephen McGrath. And we had a great conversation with him, didn't we, Chad? Love this guy. Love this guy. He is fucking hilarious, first and foremost. I mean, we got to say, Adam Gordon, still our favorite suck, Scott. Okay. So it's okay, Adam. It's all good. But, <laughs> We're still but, good. but yeah. yeah, but Steven is so amazing. He's a, he's hilarious. And we had a great, great interview with him. Uh, what about, what about you leaving? What'd you think about, uh, what'd you think about Steven? Would you have him back on stage at e-recruitment Congress? I mean, I changed my holiday directions. I'm going to Scotland in July. So I was totally flabbergasted by the guy. He's like you said, he's hilarious. He's funny, but he's also, um, I heard from so many people that he was actually the best masterclass that uh, they saw. Nice. So I didn't see it. I was talking somewhere else at the same moment. So I, I missed his presentation. I mean, it's, it's a pity, but uh, I heard so many good things about him and we had some dinner with him. He liked his steak. Joey didn't, but he liked the steak. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, uh, that's the only strike on Steven, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Little context for the listeners. Uh, Chad and I were in, in the, uh, the hotel bar, either recording or talking and this uh, jovial bearded barrel-chested guy comes in uh, with a shirt that literally says Scotland on it <laughs> and came over to us because, you know, two guys with a mic, it's got to be Chad and Cheese uh, and Ostin and struck up a conversation. And the guy was just the most fun, uh, quick-witted, everything, everything was just a blast uh, hanging out with him. So I, I certainly hope that we can do it again. Uh, very soon. Hopefully they'll come out to some of our European travels. But yeah, Stephen McGrath uh, quickly came up into the uh, the top Scots that uh, Chad and I have both ever <laughs> run into in our travels. And this was a, a really fun, great interview. And here's the interview. Hey guys, what's up? We're back live from Ostin, Belgium at the... A lot, well, kind of live. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going there. <laughs> 
We're feeling we're feeling it. Okay. Oh, we are. Oof. Where are we again? Ustin at the E Recruitment Congress. Is, how many Belgian beers have we had by this point? What time is it? Because I we've been no drinking since about eleven a.m. Fucking clue. Yeah. This is great. Total entrapment. Hey guys, here's where you sit, and here's a fridge of beer. I don't know how that got there. Yes. But if it's gone when you're gone, hey. Yes. So anyway, Steve, welcome to the show. Uh, Steve McGrath is Solutions Consultant at our friends Candidate ID slash Fr- big friends of the show slash. Isims. Yeah, Adam. Or Steve is Adam Gordon's boss, apparently, and he's here in his place. We got the upgrade. We got the Adam Gordon upgrade. The upgrade. This is Adam's awesome. too busy it. in Bora Bora with uh, Ewan McGregor and Sean Connery, I guess, parting up with uh, French models. Thanks for coming, Steve. We appreciate you uh, hanging out with us. Not to mention we have somebody who actually sounds Scottish now, right? Who right? worked in a whiskey distillery, yes, by the true. way. I mean, we may is, have time to yeah, talk about Yeah, I mean, that. this is three strikes you're out. I love yeah, this. I've never had a, a glass of drink of scotch huh? with a Scotsman. So. Oh, we'll solve that right after this. Yes. Yeah. No, tonight we're definitely doing that. <laughs> he's he's staying the night. We're here. Scotch. It's all on. Okay, know. so let's get into... So enough FOMO for all of you people that were not at... E recruitment Congress. You missed you missed a great talk, right? With, with Stephen. Stephen, tell him a little bit about your talk. Hit the high points, and then we're just going to roll into it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, first of all, I'm really appreciative that you've given me the comfy chair because I was looking at the rickety wooden <laughs> thing, thinking this must be where they make that's the guests. The, that's sit. that's the, the only that's thing the that would hold Cheeseman up. <laughs> now I'm just going to sit in this chair. It's reinforced. My butt is cushy enough. <laughs> <laughs> the the talk was really about building powerful nurture talent pipelines, making sure that people are armed with the right type of content that they're going to create, yeah. the right type of uh, tracking that they might put in place, whether that's you know through our platform or not. You know, just making right. sure that they're right. monitoring that correctly, making sure that they know what people are doing, just not throwing stuff out there and hoping for the best because let's fake it. People don't even know what nurture means though. So help us understand what nurture means. Yeah, so nurture is a word that just started to get thrown around in recruitment a few years ago. Yeah, it's been around for, I don't know, 100 years. warm and fuzzy. Nurture. And and I think it is, you know, it's one of those kind of buzzwords of the day, but the reality is that nurture means that we need to make sure that we're taking people through a continual process of engagement, of content, of making sure that they're ready the way that i put it um upstairs was that when they're ready you're ready and vice versa you're ready together exactly that, that, that's like a hug yeah and joel needs hugs. i sang a song and everything but you missed it <laughs> <laughs> so when you when you talk about nurturing to me too many people are trying to get into people's pants too quickly and i think what you're talking about is let's have a drink before we take this any further. And maybe I'm simplifying this, but I think that's sort of what you're saying. So put that in terms of recruitment. How should they think about that? This isn't an email blast. Let's get busy. This is like a real relationship. Talk about that. Yeah, for sure. And and that's the thing. I, I again highlighted that during the, the talk was why in the world are we sending job descriptions to people that we don't know anything about that aren't ready for any kind of conversation and we just say, hey, do you want to work here? We're no different to the company that you currently work for. We don't do anything different in terms of strategy. It's like Mormons yeah. coming to your front door. Like, like, you know, it's that kind of, do you think? Let's not, uh, <laughs> let's, 
Let's not offend some, you know. We don't I'm need to ch- go there. I'm a Chad and Cheese podcast listeners. <laughs> a lot of Mormons listen to this show. Yes. Utah but, Unite. <laughs> whiskey drinkers and Mormons have a lot in common, my friend. A lot in but it, common. But it is absolutely that. It is that. Like, why on earth would we just... You know, send something that doesn't mean anything to anybody. You know, let's start engagement at the point where candidates start engagement. You know, in that kind of social media realm, in that realm of making sure that all your kind of employer brand, another buzzword, but that is actually correct. It's not just what the company portrays, it's what you portray for the company. So let's simplify this for a second. I come to, I want to work at your company. I look for jobs. There isn't necessarily one there that I'm interested in or qualified for, but I still want to keep a relationship with the company. What are some best practices of getting someone in the funnel, tempting the, the, the squirrel with a nut, you know, to get them in? And then how do you work them through and, and keep in contact? Is it is it the, the monthly email? Is it uh, ask them to follow you on social media and sort of keep them in the, in the loop that way? What's your best recommendations there cheeseman's all about the nuts so <laughs> and the funnel how many monthly emails nuts in the funnel let's talk about that how many monthly emails do you get too fucking many it's, let's ma- talk about daily how many do you read yes the point is too many right? yes. so it's that kind of scenario we need to be scattering that across a variety of different channels you know that's what people mistake not just to mean that's what they mistake engagement to mean you know oh but i send a monthly newsletter why are people not engaged with me well because your social media isn't up to date because you've not said anything about your company on your linkedin or you're not doing a tiktok that's a problem well that could be a problem as well yeah (laughs) we've we've actually learned that you know things like that do make make moves so you know it's catering to your audience but making sure that you're covering all bases I was going to try and use an American baseball analogy there, but I've never watched a game in my life, so I'll just cricket? skip that. <laughs> I've never watched that. Either. I'm Scottish. He's a man. He's a man after my own heart. I'm American. I don't like baseball, and I hate cricket. Okay, so. But you know, certainly, just making sure I hope that it's fun in hell when you're not watching <laughs> the American pastime, everybody. But you know, just making sure that you do have those. You know, it's really simple things that that should be covered that aren't covered. Someone's going on to view your entire presence online. Make sure that 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 is a good presence. How do you formulate that? Because I think people mistakenly think, well, if I put up a blog post, I can send out that same blog post via email. I can put a link to that blog post on my social media, and I'm done. And it's much more nuanced than that, right? Your audience on social media is different than the audience that wants email that wants to read your blog and people need to start thinking about what does different content look like in different mediums yes yes absolutely there's a reason that there's a a character limit on twitter right like there's a reason it's how can i engage people within x amount of time you know chucking up something that says hey read this 1000 word blog about the thing that i actually want to type on twitter (laughs) is not going to go very well (laughs) you know adjust it accordingly sure Take the highlight from that block, post it on Twitter. Or maybe take a soundbite and make a, exactly, an, an image right. with a quote from do, the blog you know, post. Do something like that. Yeah, sure. Take the content that you've got, recycle that content, but adapt that content importantly for the mediums that you're using. What advice would you give the company that just blasts job postings throughout Stop. social media? Stop. <laughs> Stop. Okay. I love this. I love this. What about the, the, the company that has a, um, I don't know, uh, a half an hour uh, application process? Uh, I just, I think. Stop. 
I was going to just say stop, but <laughs> I, I think that's one of my my biggest things that we're trying to combat with Canda ID customers just yeah. now. Yeah, you know it's that because hey, you can draw them in absolutely. But if you but but if you bring them into an application process that is total shit, I mean, you're, what what has actually been accomplished? Hey, we've spent loads of time getting you to fill out forms, details. Yeah. We've got a resume or a CV for you. Yeah. Hey, by the way, can you just repeat all of that again <laughs> in separate boxes <laughs> with separate things? Like, no, get rid of it. You don't need it. Yeah. I actually told a story upstairs. I worked at Canda ID without ever seeing a job description. I worked without ever applying formally for a job. Oh, tell me about that. So how I, did that happen? Tell me about that. Adam, Adam reached Adam out to me. Adam is such an icon. <laughs> yeah. in the I just seen his face Glasgow and I was like, oh, that's, yeah. oh he's, that's a sexy man. <laughs> he was in his kilt, wasn't he? He yeah. was in his kilt. It's just it's him in his kilt in LinkedIn and I thought, that's the man I want to work for. sexy man at a Rangers game. Bare-breasted kilt man, yes. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right. All right. Back to the story. <laughs> Just that awkward, like, oh, right. Uh, how far can I His push it right now? His face is so red right now. <laughs> this is what you miss in a podcast. This is awesome. How, how far Steve's can I push face it? is so red right now. Oh, I'm also this. just a red person in general. That's the Scottish. <laughs> yeah, thing. I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> he was red when he walked in. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Um, <laughs> no, so Adam actually reached out to me on LinkedIn, told me a little bit about the job. Not much, to be honest. You know, saying, hey. What do you mean he reached Adam reached out to you. Yeah. Uh-huh. So he sourced you from where? He sent me a message on LinkedIn. Okay. So he did a search on LinkedIn. For- yeah. Um, you'd have to ask him about what that process okay, was. So but yeah. an in-mail from LinkedIn. Yeah. Hey, I like, I like your look. Yeah. I like what you got going on. And okay, take it from there. Like your style, kid. So he just sent me, and it was, you know, it was four or five sentences. Wasn't anything huge. Was a bit about, hey, we've got big plans. If you want to chat about them, feel free. So... I reached out to him. And you were at the distillery at the time? Yes, yes. I've so actually, you're in a, you're in a pretty cool there. job. No, I'm not at the distillery. I was in recruitment at that time. So. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Difference, okay. Yeah. This I, is... well, the distillery thing we'll get to, but that, okay. was a, that was a part-time thing while doing recruitment. Gotcha. So, no, I, he, yeah, he reached out to me, gave me a little bit of a scenario. I called him off the back of that. We spoke. I decided pretty quickly that I like this guy. You know, I like the direction. He was yeah. very honest with me yeah. about the direction the company was going in, what they wanted to do. Um, and he just was like, hey, you know, if you want to chat with the hiring manager for this post, you'll feel free to, to chat with them. I'll get them to reach out to you. Would you like to set that up? I did three conversations. So his being the first, two more conversations after that, they offered me a job and that was it. Like, but, but Canada ID in its its barest beautiful form let's say does that without like the human interaction if you know the type of con- the type of conversation you want to start with the type of individual right you can do that at scale right so adam did that because he knows how to market he knows how to i mean if somebody's going to interact he, he he knows what he's looking for right but you can actually do the same thing through automation can yeah. you not absolutely he could have asked me pretty much everything yeah you know aside from probably some of the personal things that we shared with each other in terms of interests and bits like that you know but he could have asked me everything job qualification wise in an automated process did you have to easily. submit your tartan before you actually yeah oh, that's the one thing we do in scotland we have to um <laughs> kneel down before the king in this sense which was adam gordon so and submit the tartan you will never take our freedom <laughs> yes a lot of companies hear what you're talking about, have customized messages on multiple platforms, actually write content, actually create content, whether that's video, images, et cetera. And they're thinking, 
are you fucking kidding me? I barely have time to keep my head above water. And now I have to make custom marketing messages for different mediums. What do you tell the company that says, I don't have the resources? Is it just focus on one or two things and don't worry about all the other? Or is there a different solution that you recommend? Yeah, so without being like the guy that's come on this podcast and been really blunt about everything, the reality is if you don't have time for that, people won't have time for you. So you have to make time for it. Damn. There it is. Right. He just dropped the fucking <laughs> he did mic. Drop the fucking he mic. dropped the mic without so dropping again, the mic. If you don't have if time. If you don't have time for that, people don't have time I for I love you. the Scots. Damn. The Scots have, I mean, they got their like shit down. They're like blunt. They no BS. Yeah, no. They know their peat levels, all that stuff. <laughs> they do know peat levels. But the airy fairy answer to what you're saying, yeah. the, you know, the, the sprinkle some glitter on it would be focused on your strips. <laughs> you know, would be pick those core areas. Make sure that you've got those right. And then, you know, pick up the human element after that. But you need to adapt. You need to change. You need to make time. And actually, quite a lot of people that say they don't have time could if they just rejig their time correctly. You mentioned automation. This is your sweet spot. Is part of the answer, automation can help you look bigger than you really are. And whether that's social media posts or like, how do you automate some of this stuff and still achieve customization and personalization or is it impossible? No, I, I think that any company can you know look bigger than they are, quote unquote. I mean, can the idea prime example, you know, you would have yes. never, you have never that. thought that was 20 people in, in Glasgow when yeah. you've you know, got Adam and Scott bouncing about in kilts every which location that they can, you know, but I think that if you use it correctly and if you facilitate it correctly, then absolutely your presence will grow. And, you know, there's, there's lots of examples of that in terms of, uh, you know, smaller companies, you know, within recruitment or within, you know, technology that aim to look bigger than they are and they do it successfully. You know, before yeah. you realize it, it's one guy behind a desk pushing yeah. some buttons. Uh-huh. So. Steve, one guy who doesn't have to look bigger than he is. We appreciate you coming on the show. He's a caber tosser. Please, please tell your boss hello for us and uh, thank him for being too big for this conference, being too important for us. For those that want to know more about you or Candidate ID, where do you send them? Yeah, so Candidate ID is now an iSIMS company and you would head to, to their um, kind of websites and, and their pages to learn more about us. You can also search Candidate ID and iSIMS company. Uh, my name is Stephen McGrath. I'm a Solutions Consultant. You can find me anywhere, tossing cables in distilleries or on social media as well if you want. So Let's get some scotch. <laughs> we out. We out. All right. So that was fun, right? Totally. <laughs> well, <laughs> How many drinks were we in by, the, by, the, by that interview? It was probably I, quite a few, I oh, think. Oh, <laughs> we had at least six Belgian beers apiece by then. And just for the record, leaving all of the beers that were in that fridge were done. Yeah. I know. I had I the know, equivalent of I like know. 86 PBRs by the time lunch <laughs> lunch rolled around. Speaking of lunch, guys, I'm hungry. So let's wrap this baby up. Another one in the books. We out. We out. We out. Thank you for listening to what's it called? The podcast. The chat. The cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout-outs of people you don't even know, and yet you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar. Blue. Nacho. Pepper Jack. Swiss. So many cheeses, and not one word. So weird. Anywho, 
Be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chatcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out! You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.